Hi everyone, welcome back to the David Rolls Experience Podcast. Today I want to talk about work-life balance. This has been something I've been thinking about for the last week or so, because I've just started reading uh, David Goggin's new book, uh, Never Finished, which is a fantastic book so far. Um, if you haven't read his first book, I highly recommend it. He's, he offers very no-bullshit motivation, and I absolutely love David Goggins and everything he stands for. But one of the things he stands for is pretty much like relentless work ethic and what he calls like the savage mentality. You know, getting up with four hours sleep and attacking the day and all that stuff. So, you know, that rubs some people the wrong way. I'd probably say it rubs quite a lot of people the wrong way nowadays um especially with you know with the way the culture sh- shifted and one of the big things that have been a f- has been a focus of the workplace the last sort of six or seven years has been mental health and work-life balance and you know not committing everything to your job like you know the previous generation did or even sort of the older people in my generation and yeah it's just it's just been an interesting thing that's been playing on my mind because I was definitely especially in earlier in my career, I was definitely the type of person that would obsess over work and, you know, I, I'm quite a naturally driven, determined person um, and I'm, I would definitely describe myself as basically all or nothing. Like, I'm, I'm either in or I'm out and when I'm in, I'm, I'm really in. Like, for example, my one of my first recruitment jobs when I was really trying to understand the industry and you know I didn't have a lot of money so I was trying to make money and and it was basically an obsession uh I would I would stop into the office on the way to the gym on a Saturday morning you know that sort of thing and I'd I'd sit there and do an hour hour and a half of work and you know it's it's, it's definitely abnormal behavior but I do believe as well that you know those type of people tend to go quite far because you're you're putting in the extra yards and you've got a fantastic work ethic like there really isn't there really isn't a way around hard work and if you don't have that then you're unlikely to be successful like if you if you look at any person who's reached the top of their field they tend to be obsessed with what they're doing like Elon Musk for example you know he's he's probably going to go down as one of the smartest humans ever and you know hopefully he he does all the things he sets out to do like takes us to Mars and that sort of stuff but he's absolutely obsessed I mean he did an interview um, I think it was last year or the year before and he was talking about you know, you can change the world if you work 80 hours a week. But, you know, obviously that's not it's not realistic for most people. Um, not necessarily because they don't have the time, but they just don't want to do that. And they don't have the energy levels, they don't have the commitment, they don't have the interest. But there's so many... I would say there's far, far, far more examples of people getting obsessed and working really, really hard and long hours and not having work-life balance and being highly, highly successful than people who have, you know, clocked in at nine, gone home at five and achieved great things. And that's not to say you can't, you know, achieve a good level of success working the nine to five, but it really depends what you define success as. Like, for example, you know, if you if, if, if your goal is to earn the double, double the national average wage, so what, like 70K... That's still good money, you know. You can live, a, you can have a really nice life on that. But if your goal is to build a business which is worth over a hundred million pounds, are you really going to be able to do that just by sort of doing the nine to five and doing what's expected of you, but not much more, and not working weekends or not having to make sacrifices, which is the key thing as well. Like you, you hear about, for example, professional footballers and athletes 
they always talk about having to make sacrifices like a lot of them didn't have that I suppose work-life balance when they were kids you know they, they, they'd finish school and then they'd go to practice and they wouldn't be able to go to parties and they wouldn't be able to play video games with their friends because they were they were training and they were looking to get fit or they were practicing their sport honing their craft but I mean, is, is it is it possible? I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I can't even think of, of, of many examples. And that's what I've been thinking of the last sort of week because I, there was a time in my life a few years ago um, where I'd had these couple of years of like obsession with recruitment, like trying to make some money, to make some money of myself. And I sort of a really good opportunity to make some money. And I did. And, um, you know, it was great. I worked really, really fucking hard and long hours for sure. And my main thing was really just outworking everyone which most of the time I achieved and it took me great places and has taken me great places but there are people who have worked say 9 to 5 that I've seen that are highly productive and have like a freakish level of focus those people can certainly achieve a lot and I think that if you if you are an anomaly in that regard around like productivity and focus then yeah you probably could do nine to five and achieve fantastic things but that's not the that's not the norm like if you're just a normal human with a normal level of attention span i mean our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter nowadays anyway um excuse me that's my phone put that on silent but the the average person isn't going to be able to do that because the average person has other concerns and, you know, lacks energy levels or just isn't able to to focus in immensely and achieve, you know, 100% or close to it levels of productivity. Like, you know, most people skate through the day, on their, even in their 9 to 5. Like, you know, realistically, how many of those, those 8 hours are you working? Um like not like two three really like most people are sort of like chatting or getting distracted or their minds elsewhere or they seem like they're doing work but they're not like that's you know that's realistically what happens with most people so if you're one of those people which i definitely am because i struggle for focus well then you have to compensate with long hours and and long days working extra hours going go those extra miles um to, to achieve something amazing so but yeah, just just to take you back, I mean, I like I said, I, a few years ago, I was um, I was trying to achieve some sort of work life balance because I had been working very very hard the previous three years, and I was basically trying to figure out how to balance a social life but still be good at my job, and. I find it's a very fine line and it's very, very difficult to balance it. Like, I, what I found was, you know, I had a much better social life and I was doing well then, but because I'm quite a driven person, an ambitious person, though my social life and my, you know, work-life balance was very good, I was finding myself frustrated because work wasn't going as well as I thought it was. Work, like, I wasn't earning as much money through work. And that was annoying me. And, you know, I suppose some people don't care about that kind of thing. Like they're, they're very happy to coast and they're very happy to sort of earn the minimum when they do the minimum. And as long as it pays their rent and gets them, you know, a holiday or two a year and can pay for their food or whatever, 
they're very happy with that, and that's that's fine, by the way. Like you know, she will life live it however you want to. But for someone like me, who is ambitious and determined and driven and does want to do well above the norm in a workplace and in, and from a career perspective, I actually found it was quite detrimental to my mental health and happiness in a way, because you know I, I wasn't doing as well at work, and yeah, I suppose you could argue that I should identify so much with my performance at work with my levels of happiness but and and like, I like who I am but it's it is, it is who I am and I, it took me a while actually to sort of put the handbrake on and, and go back to going back to becoming that really obsessed hard-working person and over the years as well like I mean I've got some some of my my heroes or and I suppose to a degree sort of indirect mentors um are all about hard work like my, my, my heroes are will smith eminem arnold schwarzenegger uh the rock and they've all got something in common like they're all obsessive they are all about hard work and you know being the hardest worker in the room um outworking the competition so for me that's just sort of what i've grown up on and they're they're sort of the the yardstick i compare myself to but I suppose my question is, like, what is work-life balance? What does that look like? And until very recently, because I did speak to a um, sort of a work-life balance coach about this um, literally earlier today, just because I was curious, and having made some posts on LinkedIn as well over the last week, for me, like, I always pictured work-life balance as a, a thing you do every day. Like I always, the way I always thought of work-life balance was, you know, you finish at five every day, you go home, you have an you have an evening. But actually, the more I think about it, I think it it does look different for everyone, and how you relax as well, and how you switch off looks very different. Like for example, for me, going to a beach and just sitting on a beach and sunbathing is like not my idea of hell, but <laughs> it it would frustrate the hell out of me and it would bore me and I'd probably come out like less relaxed. Whereas for other people, that's like, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to go on holiday for two weeks on an island and just sit on a beach and drink cocktails, which is fine. But that's not for me. My idea for relaxation is doing something else active, like, you know, going on a hike or having an adventure in a foreign country uh, where there's some sort of danger or even just like playing video games or uh, going to the gym, like, it, a lot of my relaxing time actually involves me burning energy um, and using up a lot, of, a lot more energy. But that's just how I, how I switch off. So there's that aspect of like you know how you relax, but also how often you do it as well. I don't think it has to be a daily thing. I think I think you can achieve work-life balance and be highly successful, but you can't. I don't think I, I really I really don't think you can work a nine to five and be what what I would consider highly successful. I think you can probably, you know, earn like, you know, most people consider say a hundred K a year. That's a lot of money to a lot of people. And I'm not saying it's not, not a lot of money to me, but that's not 
that's not massively successful financially to me. Like I look at the people who earn like tens of millions, hundreds of millions. I don't think you can do that. And I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I just I'm just unsure unless you're like I said some sort of freak like uh one of my favorite productivity gurus is Cal Newport. Now if you haven't checked out Cal Newport, I highly recommend it. He's got a really good podcast, but also he's uh written two very good books. Um A World of That Email and his more popular one is Deep Work, which you may have heard of. But I highly recommend you read his stuff. That he he does work a nine to five um, for his for his job anyway, and he's like a I can't remember what, exactly what he does. He's like a research professor or something at one of the leading um, unis in America. But like I said, he is highly structured. He is obviously very very smart, and he extracts like like every minute of his day is like scheduled and you know, used effectively. Whereas most people, most people don't work like that. Most people sort of, they don't, you know, they come into work at say nine and not, their brain's not even switched on to about half, 10, 11. Then they go for lunch. Maybe they go for a cigarette break or a coffee break and then they go home at five. And if you get someone, like, I think it takes a certain type of person and a very uncommon type of person to be able to be highly successful, be in that top 1%, and work a nine to five and and still be able to like every single night you know go home see their friends see their family play video games watch tv whatever i just don't think it's very common i really don't and like i said people you get a lot of flack if you talk on linkedin for example or tiktok or whatever you get a lot of flack if you start saying uh, you know that people should be getting up at five o'clock in the morning um you should you should work late. You should put in the extra grind. You should work on the weekends because people will immediately say no. You're going to get burned out. You're going to get burned out. Stop burning out. Um, stop doing that. Stop. That's toxic. That's a toxic workplace. All this stuff. And I think it's also like a symptom of our culture getting very soft as well. Like I think generally across the globe, especially in like America and the UK, people are getting very soft and. I don't think that's a good thing, by the way. I don't think it's a good thing for civilization, society, or even like the advancement of our race. And I think it's a shame, and I hope it doesn't continue. But like, hard work's almost being vilified. Like, you you see people actually like taking the piss nowadays out of people who get up early and graft, and it's almost become like a like a meme, like working hard. It's it's really strange, but that's the reality. And I do think that, you know, if you're if you're so focused on a work-life, daily work-life balance anyway, like I said, I do feel like you could have one, but, like, you know, the way it would probably more likely look is you work in, you work for, say, like, 60 to 90 days with a pure obsession of focus, and then you take a few weeks off to, to recover, and then you go again. I think that's probably more feasible. But doing, like, you know, literally trying to get finish get out of the office at one minute past five every single day just to achieve this work-life balance i i really don't think you're going to get very far or you may get far but it's going to take you an extra 10 to 15 years so all those high achievers would that would achieve amazing stuff by say you know late 30s they're not going to achieve that until they're sort of like late 40s early 50s happy to be proven wrong <laughs> i just i, I I'm struggling to find any examples of it happening beyond, like I said, anomalies and 
just super super intelligent people which which most people aren't so yeah i'm 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 just i just hope that the culture shifts back to not glorifying overworking but just realizing that that is the reality that is the reality of of achieving stuff in life i mean humans unfortunately we have a finite lifestyle a lifespan and you know if you're lucky you get 90 years if you're very very lucky you get 100 and you 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 need to like make the most of the time you have and that's i mean that plays on people's minds right like this is the human condition that's why people there's a lot of people out there who are like you are grinding all the time because they're, they're up against the clock they're constantly thinking about you know getting older and 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 dying you know like i said that's you know if you're lucky you get you reach old age some people don't so that's i suppose that's my point of view on work-life balance i, I really don't believe that you can really work a nine to five and achieve greatness but you can achieve it over a longer period of time I, I think i really like the idea of like 90 day obsessions like if you got obsessed with something for 90 days like launching a business for example launch a business get obsessed with it in 90 days and then take a nice break that's fine but if you're sort of like clocking in and out every single day i just can't see it happening like i see a lot of i follow a lot of entrepreneurs on linkedin and i don't think any of them are doing well and like not working long hours not making sacrifices i just i just don't think it's it, it, it's a thing i think it's something that's been fabricated and i get it because you know there's it's a, it's it's a good change in mindset in a way because now a lot of managers and and business owners are now you know moving more towards flexible working and work from home which is amazing that's absolutely something we should do but let's not lose sight of the fact that nothing beats hard work and unfortunately you do need to go above and beyond a lot you do need to put in the the long hours the long nights you know so yeah that's work-life balance i'd love to hear your thoughts on this i'm sure this is going to be a very controversial and divisive subject but um, if you could leave your comments wherever you can, I mean, on, on LinkedIn is probably the best way. Um, even if you want to drop me an email, I'd love to chat with you over email. Um, it's recruitwithdavid.gmail.com. And yeah, I'd just lo- I'd love to get your, your thoughts on this. If you do know anyone or you are someone who has achieved greatness working uh, you know, minimal hours, then I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to have you on the podcast to chat. But that's pretty much it guys um thanks so much for listening so far if you've got this far um just a couple of things for me as well so just a countdown it's now january 10th and i am releasing my retained recruitment blueprint e-course on the 15th which i'm super excited about it basically teaches uh, recruiters how to win retain business and it will massively transform your business especially if you're working to contingency at the moment and you're getting paid after the fact it allows you to get paid up front and all these other benefits so feel free to reach out to me on that um please do uh, sub to my newsletter as well if you like my content um I, I started it last week it's a weekly newsletter it's completely free you can find it at davidrolls.uk slash newsletter. Um, Rolls is spelled R-O-L-L-S. You should know that by now because you are listening to my podcast, but just in case you didn't. 
Uh, so I'd really appreciate that. On the newsletter front as well, um, just make sure you whitelist it because uh, last week I sent the first one out and it all of them went spam. So yeah, just make sure you whitelist it, otherwise you won't see it. But yeah, other than that, look, if you haven't already, hit follow on uh, whatever platform you're you're listening to. Uh, if you can rate it as well, you don't have to rate it five stars, just rate it whatever you think it is. But, you know, a rating's a rating. And yeah, I will catch you in the next episode. Cheers.